everybody here in the house. Uh, if you're a dad and you came to church today, you're awesome. Okay, because there's a lot of dads that use today as an out. Okay, but I, that, that just shows you're putting God first. And I, I want to esteem you. And uh, we're right in the tail end of our series 4-8. Are you guys getting a little tired of 4-8, think 4-8? Because we're just getting started, man. I mean, the more I dig into this, the more I realize I, I really, really need to think more 4-8. And I believe today on Father's Day, for you guys that are dads, this is going to help you kind of be even a better dad, you know, and, and, and improve. Because I believe a lot of people are counting on us as dads. Uh, even your children, beyond your children, they're looking to us uh, as example. So I'm very thankful. I got my dad's watch on today in memory of him. He's very special to me. I'm very grateful for the way he grew my life and my character, uh, similar to Mike's. Uh, it was a tough school sometimes, but that's good. We need that, right? So we're here looking at this verse. Uh, this is a picture of me and my family. These are my two kids, all grown up, ready to go, and I can't wait till they're on their own. I love them but they need to get on with it. Okay? Role of a parent. Move along, right? But I love them both. Very grateful for what God has given me and my wife uh, and, and our two kids. And very thankful uh, that he's given us this. We're looking at this verse, Think 4-8, and it's from Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. If you're a guest here today, I want to welcome you. I'm really glad you uh, chose today to be here with us. And I hope that today can be a day that your life changes direction. But we're looking at this verse, and today we're going to look at a different version than the one we've been looking at. This is from the message version, uh, Philippians 4.8. And look at what, what Paul's saying. And I love to kind of look at different versions because it kind of opens our mind. It says, summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? And this is, this is God's instruction through the apostle Paul who was going through a very tough time in his own life, and he says, you know how I've overcome my challenges? It's right here. God has taken over my mind, and I'm thinking good things. He was sitting in a first century prison cell, and this is how he got through the day and actually was used by God to do some amazing things in prison. And so well, there's a word here on the screen that might make some of you feel a little uncomfortable. Anybody know what that word is? Any one of them? Let me show you. Meditating. Meditating. Makes us, uh, as Christians, feel maybe a little uncomfortable. Let me tell you where med meditation originated in the Bible. And, and we're going to look at meditation today. Okay, we're not going to actually do meditation, but to understand what meditation really means and what meditation really is, according to the Scriptures, I... I I want to, uh, to show you, uh, kind of going back real quick, if you missed any of the ones we've done, this is part six, one through five, you can go to our website, go back and, and 
get one that you miss. We've also got a YouTube channel, Clear and Clean. It's awesome. I've checked it. I've used it. Uh, Lighthouse Church on YouTube. You can watch all of our lessons uh, and series that we've done in the past. So we start out week one with the marshmallow test. God does not want us living in circumstantial happiness. He wants us to live for something deeper. You remember that? Don't want to live for marshmallows or anything that resembles. Part two, we talked about the Bible builds a better brain. What part of the brain does God want us to love him with? The whole thing, right? Not the left, the right, not the, the, the prefrontal cortex and the limbic system. He wants all of it, right? We learned about that. And then we learned uh, week three about, you know, it's all about perseverance. We want this, God's got this plan for us for our good so we can grow our character and understand the great work of perseverance. And then uh, a couple weeks ago we talked about your friend's friend is depending on it. People around us are depending on us to be 4'8". And you're just just like everybody else if you're 8'4". Meaning if you're negative and you're complaining and you've got problems and all you're focusing on is the problems, that's just like everybody else. We don't wanna be like everybody else. We want to shine. We want to be different. And then Mike talked about, did a phenomenal job last week, talked about a great report. What's your report today? What's your report today? How important is our view of things? Do we look at them with faith or are we looking without faith? And today we're going to talk about this whole idea of being mindful, meditating on things. Where's your mind right now? Turn to the person next to you and say, hey, where's your mind at right now? I know what you guys' mind is, but right there, I see it right there on the screen, okay? I see what's going on. What's your mind on? Now, here's what I want to, here's what I want to ask you, okay? Ready? Are you mindful or are you mindless? When's the last time? Can you remember the last time that you did something mindless? Probably not. You know why? Because you were mindless. You don't remember that. But when your mind was full and you were focused on what you were doing, you remember it. You remember it. It's a treasured moment. And that's the way we want to live our lives is to be mindful. I want to share with you a quote from a very famous doctor, okay? Because he got into this whole thing. He, 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 he crossed medicine with the mind, and he's trying to help patients who are going through horrific pain, awful circumstances, helping them to understand the way you think can affect your body and your health. And he talked about this mindfulness. Look at what he said about mindful, okay? But before I go there, I want to introduce you to this guy, okay? Got to take a break here, because I'm not, I'm not quite ready. Anybody know who this guy is right here? Juan Valdez. Do you know who Juan Valdez is? Juan Valdez, do you know where, where he's from? Do you know where the best coffee in the world? I got to take a break here, okay, because I'm not quite ready for this lesson. Okay, so this right here is from Juan Valdez. This is 100%. You know where Juan is from? He's from Colombia. You know what the best coffee in the world. You know where it's from? Colombia. I don't know what you said, but it's from Colombia. 
Okay, let me just break it down for you. It's not from Africa, it's not from Brazil, it's from Colombia. Not Costa Rica, they're all wannabes. Oh, man. You know what? I got to take a minute here because Juan Valdez and his family, they're amazing. They, I, believe, I believe they're from God because God created them to go out and pick these berries in the rainforest of Colombia. Look at these berries. I mean, they, they, they pick them by hand and they lay them out and they roast them so that I can have this. Right? I remember when I lived in Colombia, I have it every day, sometimes two or three times a day. It was awesome. So I got to have some right now. Okay? I'm just going to get some coffee here. Okay? One, one scoop? One, two scoop. Two scoop. Two scoop. You know, two scoop. You know, I believe it's just a little more than two scoop. Two and a half scoop. Oh, this is so good. I, I wish you guys were up here to, to enjoy this, to see what this is all about. Okay? And then, look at this. This is an electric water holder. It comes, the electricity comes from the street through a wire into a cable, heats this water to boiling temperature. Amazing. Amazing. And so I'm just going to, I'm just going to pour it. I'm going to pour this right here on my cup. I'm going to pour it. Look at that. Oh, man, look at the steam coming up. Oh, I believe coffee's from Jesus. I just got to say it. Y'all don't have to agree with me. That's me. That's just so good right now. Okay, y'all are struggling with envy. That's not 4-8. Okay, you need to let that go. Okay, so I'm just going to let that, let that go. Okay, you still with me? All right. See, some of you are bitter. Let me get back to the quote. Look at this quote from a doctor, Harvard Medical School. Look at what he says. He did years of training about what is mindfulness. He says, mindfulness means this, paying attention in a particular way, on purpose, in the present moment, and non-judgmentally. This, this right here, is, is incredible. Do you know where he got this from? From the Bible. Mindful means this. You've got to be paying attention to where you are in a particular way, all right? Four-eight way is what he's really meaning. On purpose. It has to be intentional, okay? It has to be something you think about. In the present moment, too, too much of what we do is mindless because we're thinking about somewhere else and we're not in the moment. And non-judgmentally, that means whatever happened yesterday happened yesterday. I'm in the moment right now and I'm not letting what happened to me before influence me now. Non-judgmentally, okay? Now, let me, let me tell you what this is so you guys understand. What you have between your ears is amazing. Let me show you the most powerful computer in the world. Okay? The most powerful computer in the world. Do you know where it's located? China. Tianhe 2 is what it's called. This computer just took, you know, there was one called the Titan last year. This one 
basically doubled the calculating speed of the Titan by two. This thing is so fast. It has a 33.86 megaflop speed. What that means is a thousand trillion calculations in a second. That's what that thing can do. It's a supercomputer. It is so fast. But let me just break this down for you. Do you know what you have between your ears? That doesn't even come close to what God put in your head. Now, what would it be like to have this computer and play Pong with it? Remember Pong? Some of you guys weren't even born. Pong is a video game with two paddles that go like this and a ball that bounces up and down. Remember that? Atari. Remember that? What would it be like to have a supercomputer like Tianhe and only play Pong on it? It's ridiculous. And you would want to solve the problems of the world with this. Okay? The same works with your mind. If you have a more powerful supercomputer in your mind, do you know that this, this computer can only focus on what is programmed into it? It can't figure things out for itself. You have to put the information in. And it can only think on one plane. Your mind thinks on two planes. You've got your conscience and your subconscious. You ever notice that? Your mind's working when you're thinking about doing this, it's still working on something else. It's doing some figuring, and so much of what happens to us is our subconscious is, is, is moving, and we don't even realize it. You know what? I think some of you, with your mind that God gave you, you're playing Pong. And it's time to graduate and live up to another level of thinking. And let God teach you how to use your supercomputer. Because he wants to do something amazing with your mind. And teach you how to elevate your thinking. All right? So that's enough on the computer. Let's get back to my coffee. Okay? Because I think it's almost ready. Okay? Now, is it ready? I think it is. Yes. Perfect. All right. So I got to get some sweetener in here. This, this is from a root, stevia. It's from down in Bolivia. Okay? That's where they do it. It's, it's a sweetener with zero calories. So healthy. Okay? I got to get some of that. And then I like clouds in my coffee. You like clouds in your coffee? I like clouds, so I got to get some, some cream. Okay? Oh, yeah. Are you seeing this? Oh, man. Let's just stir this up here. Okay? Now... I got to tell you about this cup that I have. This is, this is one of my favorite coffee cups. You know why? It says, it says right here, Cal Poly Dad. Okay? See, when I get this cup in the morning, hold on a second. Oh, you, know, you ever drank something so slow that it, you feel it going down? I mean, you feel it, and it goes through your nose, and it's like amazing. Now, when I drink out of this cup, I think about my daughter. 
she's in school, at Cal Poly, you know that she got straight A's last semester in, in school. So, you know, I look at this cup and I think about my daughter and she gave me this cup to remind her, to remind me that she loves me. And that, you know, she's got a boyfriend, he's an awesome man of God, loves her. I, I just think about it and I look at that, drinking out of this cup and I'm going, man, this is so awesome. Okay, I think I'm ready now. I think I'm ready. I'm gonna need a little more. All right, so let's get on with the lesson. I wanna tell you about a time in the Old Testament. In Old Testament, the people of Israel, their city was amazing. And they had an ideology, they had a, a faith in God that was so powerful that they built a wall around Jerusalem because Jerusalem was considered the center of their people, of their nation, of their way of thinking, their faith in God. See, because when they were there, they believed that they were God's people. God was with them. They were a chosen people. But see, over time, something happened. The walls came down. And they started to let other things one of the things you need to understand, when you put a wall around something, you want to protect it. You want to protect what is precious to you. Let me say it again. You want to protect something valuable for you. And they, they were supposed to protect their way of following God. And the walls came down. And Nehemiah describes it this way, after the walls came down. But they and our fathers acted proudly. They hardened their necks and did not heed your commandments. They refused to obey and they were not, what? Say it with me, mindful. They were not mindful of your wonders that you did among them. What was Israel's problem? They were not mindful of God. Let me ask you a question. Are you mindful of God in your life? This is so important because if you are mindful of him, it could change everything. If you are not mindful, as it says here, they were not mindful, you'll just let anything into your mind, any ideology, any way of thinking, you'll just walk around like, like what is it? Whatever. Yeah, who cares? Whatever. And what happens? The thing that you value the most is completely destroyed because you didn't protect it. And look at all it says. It says here, but they hardened their necks. In the rebellion, they appointed leaders to return to their bondage. Look at what they did. They appointed a new leader to take them back to their what? Slavery. Now, why would you appoint? If you want to put in a leader, let's put in somebody who's going to lead us in a good direction, not lead us back to where we were before. Why would you put someone in to lead you if it's going to mean away from God and back into your slavery? You want an example? Why would you let something in your life take you back to where it destroyed you? Like negative thinking. You know what I'm talking about? Things like 
you know, our morality. Why would you, when you've been set free from a life that you know is not right with God, why would you, why would you want to go back to that? You know, like alcohol or pornography or even a relationship where you're putting that relationship on a high pedestal and that relationship is taking you up and down and you're a slave to that relationship. Circumstantial thinking. Why would you do that? That's what they did. They put something or someone in a position that took them backwards. Let me ask you a question today. Who's leading your life? What have you placed in your life that's leading you? Is it leading you forward or backwards? And if you need some help, there are people here in this church that can, they'll be glad to tell you. But, you know, they're doing this. Israel's doing this. What do you think God is feeling right now? Okay? What do you think God is going through? Look at, look at this. This is so amazing. Look at God. But you are God, ready to do what? Ready to do what? Say it with me. Ready to pardon. Ready to forgive. See, you're a mess, and you're making mistakes, and what's God doing? He's saying, I'm waiting here to forgive you. He's not mad at you. He's not ready to, to, to send a lightning bolt down on you. He's ready. He was ready to forgive them. He's waiting to forgive them if they would just come back to their senses and put him in his rightful place. Ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abundant in kindness. See, I don't know where you got all these other ideas about who God is, but you need to get it on straight. Who he is and what he feels about you. Here's something you need to understand about God. And, and, and it says here, after all this, he did not do what? Forsake them. Here's something about God. Whether you're mindful or not, God is mindful of you. You know, if you, how did you wake up this morning? Most of the time we wake up in the morning, we're mindless. You know, we're like a zombie. We just, you know, we're, we're walking around trying to wake up. Even in that state, God's mindful of you. He's mindful of you. You want to know? You want proof? This morning, while you were still asleep, look at this. Look at this. I went out this morning, sunrise. This is this morning. This is evidence that God is mindful of me. He's giving me a brand new day. I looked outside and I'm looking around and I'm going, wow. I get another day and I'm hearing the birds chirp and, 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 and I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be an awesome day because it's Father's Day and I'm going to get a lot of good stuff. But even if it wasn't Father's Day, I mean, look at this. Look at, look at the sun coming through the trees, a brand new day that, that just gleaming through, saying, I'm mindful of you, whether you know it or not. I'm mindful of you. Look, look, this is the only cloud in the sky. You want to talk about June gloom? This is June that I like. Beautiful, clear, one cloud. That's the only one. There were no other clouds in the sky this morning. And I'm like, this is awesome. What a, what a great, what a great, beautiful day. You know what this tells me? God's mindful of me. And I want to tell you today, God's mindful of you. 
And it's time you attach your mind to that. And you need to get your mind set on God so that he can train you how to think, how to be, how to enjoy. See, like this cup of coffee. Let me get back to my coffee so I can enjoy it. Do you, do you know, some of you guys don't do this. I pray in the morning. You know, you pray before you eat. I pray before I have a cup of coffee. That's how much I'm thankful for coffee. I'm, I'm grateful. I just, God, thank you. Oh, it's so good. It's still good. It's still good. Are you with me still? Jesus. Jesus put it to us this way. Stay with me. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food? And your body, isn't it more important than clothes? Verse 26, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly, this word right here, heavenly Father, we've already said it today, your heavenly Father does what? He feeds them. Do you know that when Jesus said these words, that's why they wanted to crucify him? Because he called God Heavenly Father. And he said, you're, to an audience of thousands of people, your Heavenly Father. The Jews didn't like that, especially the teachers. of the, They didn't like that. You know why they didn't like it? Because if you're living a bad life, he's not your father. He's our father. And, and when they heard him say this, no, he loves everybody. He loves the worst of you. He's still your heavenly father and he's mindful of you and he loves you and he's ready to take you in. Are you not much more valuable than these, than they? Can any of you, by worrying at a single hour to your life? This is huge. Why do we worry? I'll go ahead and say I worry. I know I shouldn't and I don't want to and I want to train myself out of it. I want to show you a, a video clip of a movie called Bridge of Spies. How many of you have seen Bridge of Spies? The rest of you need to see this movie. It's awesome. This movie blew me away. It's about the Cold War between Russia and the United States. And this guy right here, his, his name is uh, Mark Rylance. He won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor this past year. Tom Hanks should have won it, but he didn't. But this little interaction that they had, and several interactions, I want you to listen, because when I watch this movie, this, this kind of like, it slapped me. Okay, so let's watch it. Turn off the lights and let's watch. About two minutes, let's watch this. I don't work for the government. I am here to offer my services as your legal counsel. If you accept them as such, I work for you. If I accept you. Are you good at what you do? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Have you represented many accused spies? 
No, not yet. This will be a first for the both of us. <laughs> All right. All right, you accept. Let's start here. If you are firm in your resolve not to cooperate with the U.S. government... I am. Yeah. Then do not talk to anybody else about your case, inside of government or out. Except to me, to the extent that you trust me. I have a mandate to serve you. Nobody else does. Quite frankly, everybody else has an interest in sending you to the electric chair. All right. You don't seem alarmed. Would it help? How did we do in there? Uh, not too good. Apparently, you're not an American citizen. That's true. And according to your boss, you're not a Soviet citizen either. Well, the boss isn't always right, but he's always the boss. You never worry. Would it help? What do you think will happen when you get home? I think I'll have a vodka. Yeah. Yeah. But, Rudolph, is there not the possibility? That my people are going to shoot me. Yes. You're not worried. Would it help? You know, uh, I kept hearing this guy say it, and I believe this is the reason why he won the Oscar. Because this catches people. You know, you're going to die. You, they, people want to execute you because you're a spy. Normal people would be stressed out about that. And he's like, what difference does it make if I'm worried or not? Will it make any difference at all? Stop and think about that. Why do we worry? I believe worry and anxiety is from the devil. And Jesus is trying to teach us, don't do it because it makes no sense at all and it will not change anything. It makes no difference. So if there's one thing, if there's one thing you want to get from 4-8, Teach yourself, train yourself like this guy did because it didn't come naturally. He's not one born this way. He trained himself as a spy. I cannot worry. I can't do my job if I worry. He was skilled at not worrying. And God, Jesus is trying to tell us what? What's Jesus saying? Look at what Jesus says. And, and why do you worry about clothes, sisters? Oh, sorry, that, that, that just came out. That's not right. Brothers, brothers, brothers. Why do you worry about your clothes? Look at the flowers. See how the flowers of the field grow? I mean, guys, look. Look at this. Look at this. Have you ever just stopped and looked at, at flowers? They have, they have little veins that run up and they, they, they take the water from the ground. Isn't that amazing? Look at this. Look, look at what God does. 
And this is how it is in the field with nobody caring for it at all. Just as out there, and look at what he does. Aren't you more valuable than, than these? And look at how he takes care of them. Look at what he does. And they don't labor or spend, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that's how God closes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will, not, will he not much more clothe you of little faith? So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we, what do they think about me? I'm so worried about what other people think about me. Jesus is saying, who cares? There's only one person you need to worry about or not worry, just think about, be mindful of what he thinks about you. And what does he think about you? He loves you. And he wants a relationship with you. For the pagans, now here's where he gets into it. What should we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Now, sometimes when we hear this word pagan, we get, ah, it's a stigma. You know why people are pagans? It's real easy to figure out. They're not mindful of God. It's that simple. They're not mindful of God. That's what everybody else out there is thinking about. They're not thinking about God. They're not mindful of God. But you, my people, be mindful of God. Be mindful of the fact that he cares for you. Get up in the morning and realize you're on his mind. Verse 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. What's going to happen tomorrow? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Let's live in the moment. Let's live today. Where are you? You're right here among people who love Jesus and and want to do right. Be present here. Don't worry about where you're going to be later today, and, and 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 the warriors are going to play, and will they win? Really? doesn't matter. What matters is Jesus loves you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. There'll be plenty to do and think about tomorrow. Each day has enough trouble. Now, let me tell you about 4-8 thinking. 4-8 thinking is not a plan to be happy all the time. In fact, 4-8 thinking is something that can help you go through the most painful circumstances in your life. Do not misinterpret this whole series as a happy plan or the one we're going to do in the, in, the, in, the, in the summer, 40 days of joy. It's not a happy plan. It's not pop psychology. This is biblical thinking how to get you through enough trouble. Tomorrow there may, there may be trouble. And you know what's going to help you get through your trouble? Being mindful of God. Being mindful of God. Jesus helps us to be mindful. Let him work on you. That's why we need his word every single morning before we go out into this crazy world. Let him help you with your mind. Romans 12, verse 2, it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Do you know that this world has a pattern? 
And you know what that pattern is? Negativity. Watch the news. The, new, the world that we live in is extremely negative. We break each other down. We look at each other and we say, ah, look at him. Look at her. And we break each other down. But Jesus is saying, or Paul's saying, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Change the way you think. You're being programmed by somebody. I prefer it to be Jesus than somebody with a PhD in marketing. Then you'll be able to test and approve of what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. The world gives you a pattern. Take it or break it. I want to break it. I want, to I want to smash the way the world is teaching me to think. I don't want it. I don't need it. Look at all the hate in our world. Where does that come from? That's not from God. Stop blaming God for the violence and all the terrible things. That's our fault. That's what we do. If God were more involved in our minds and our lives, there would be love and peace. People would get along even though they're very different. That's what God does. But you have to make the choice. It starts with you today. You can take it or break it. I choose to break it. We need a 4-8 lens to give our mind a cleanse. You and I need a brainwashing. Somebody is filling your head. You make the choice. Will it be God or will it be this world? I prefer to let a loving, merciful, awesome God fill my mind and train me how to think and train me how to love. All right, so I'm going to leave you with three things and then we're done. We have an awesome finish today. Number one is I want to encourage you this week to do things take a mindful approach to your daily routine. You, you like the little game that I did with the coffee? That's cute. But you know what it is? Don't take the little things for granted. You go to Starbucks, you buzz in and buzz out and drink it. You don't even enjoy it. You're, you're not enjoying your life. You're running around just like everybody else, running here, running there, worrying here, worrying there. Stop. Go outside today. Turn the video games off. Turn the TV off. Turn the, the phone off. Turn the stuff off and stop. Stop and, and enjoy what God has given you. Smell it. God, you're awesome. Thank you. It's such, such a small thing. You, you can do it when you get in your car tomorrow before you go to work. Just sit in the car. Look at those keys and go, man, this is amazing. I got a car that works. I turn the thing and it starts and I can go from point A to point B. Isn't this amazing? God, you're awesome. Go into your job and say, you know what, God, thank you that I have a job. These are difficult people, but I understand you made them that way for my benefit. Be mindful. In the daily routine, number two, slow down and notice several things 
for the first time. Do you know you got things going on that you haven't even stopped and noticed? Stop and notice for the first time what you have. And the last one, pray in a novel way. Pray in a novel way. Let me recommend to you some different positions. Have you ever tried this? 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 Prostate down before the Lord. Have you ever tried something new in your prayer life? Go out for a walk. Pray in a novel way. Well, I don't know how to pray. Well, let someone teach you. But begin doing it because God wants you to draw out and reach out to him. So back on the back of your newsletter, we've got some more things that you can do this week, same as last week. I want to encourage you to do these things. We get another shot. And right now, we're going to turn our attention to the back because we've got a father, a father who's going to be turning his life over to the heavenly father. So I'd like for all of you to stand up I want to introduce you to Reagan, who's a son, a father, and he's going to share with you his story. And God bless you. Happy Father's Day. Hello, everyone. My my name is Anthony Tejeda, and uh, this is Reagan, and he's from the Whittier Family Life Ministry. And uh, you guys can come up closer. That's totally fine. Uh, And uh, we're going to have some people share about Reagan. Well, good morning.